Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to, to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? This is the gospel of Christ. As we're standing, let's pray. Lord, that picture of the good gift that you long to give to those who ask you. And Lord, we ask that you speak into our hearts and you open us afresh to your spirit this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Please have a seat. treated myself, must be because I'm getting old, I thought now I'll have a treat of strawberries and they're, they're really expensive but they don't come in much packaging, you know, if you were to get chocolates, they come in beautiful packaging for the price but strawberries just come as they are and I was thinking, you know, actually if they had all this beautiful packaging they don't need it, the strawberries have it themselves and I think scripture's a bit like that, you know, you get packages like Leviticus, I think they're like chocolates that need all the, all the packaging Whereas you get things like Acts, and this is one of my favorite, these couple of chapters are my favorite, they're like strawberries. You don't need to add the frills because the juice is already there. They're just awesome how they are. So it's wonderful to be preaching on one of those passages. I remember it from my school days. Any of you remember? Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for answers. Oh, I won't sing the whole thing. Walking and leaping and praising God. Yeah, let's have a hand. Who's, who remembers that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, when I look at this passage and you think of a church being alive, which is the series we're doing on Acts, uh, I think of Peter. And, and it was just amazing. I mean, it tells us that he was going up the temple steps as usual at 3 o'clock. So the Jews went at 9, 12, and 3 every day. So we just did it for Lent like three times a, three times a day. There they were, 9, 12, and 3, going to the temple as he did every day. Now, it also tells us that this man was brought to the steps as he was every day. So it's quite interesting. I often wonder, I'd love to have a conversation with Peter and say, you know, did he walk past the man and, and ignore him sometimes? You know, I think of that sometimes when I'm walking past a beggar. Did he give him money? But this particular day, the, the Holy Spirit must have just so nudged Peter and John. And it says they looked at him. And he said, look at us. And, and this man looked at him and said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Took him by the hand, helped him to his feet. And this man went walking in and leaping and praising God. I mean, it's this awesome picture. Then all these people gather around. And it tells us by the end of that day, 5,000 men, okay, they were very sexist, don't mention the woman in those days. 5,000 men were, the, the, the group of believers was made up of 5,000 men. So... Looking at the breakdown, you know, normally there are at least 5,000 women, I'm sure, along with that, and 5,000 children. So there were 15,000 people. I mean, they had no multimedia, no kids' ministry, nothing. And there was this wonderful group. And then the, the Pharisees are nailing him, and they call him in, they're nailing him. And what does he do? He says, I cannot but obey God. I can't obey men. I can't obey you in being quiet. And we just see this wonderful testimony. So w when I got this passage, I thought, oh, I'm going to 
preach on Peter. It's really exciting. But then I just felt God saying, no. You know, I relate to Peter, and that's what I want to be. Church alive, look at the lame man. But I don't really relate to the lame man so much. I'm, I'm not lame. Um, I'm not begging. But the more I looked at that passage, God spoke to me about, firstly, how alive, how we see being alive in the spirit in that lame man, but secondly, how much I can relate to him myself. The first thing, which I'd never noticed, it's funny how suddenly you're in that situation, in verse 21, the Pharisees, they're letting Peter go, um, but it says, the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. So I'd never noticed that before. Now that I've hit 42, I noticed that he was over 40 years old. He was really old. So <laughs> I can relate. I think in 40 years then was about 70 years now. But anyway, I think people didn't last that long. But there's, a, there's an element. I thought, okay, I can relate to that man. He'd been crippled. It says, this passage tells us, from birth. So right from the word go, he'd been taken to those steps. And he could have easily been saying that day, oh, I've been that way forever. It's not going to happen to me. Oh, I'm quite comfortable this way. I prefer to beg. It's easier getting money. And, you know, I say, mm, I'm not crippled physically. But then God started me thinking about other ways we're crippled. We might be, have other physical challenges that we need healing. But are there ways spiritually and emotionally that we're crippled? Because we see that man, after he's healed, he's jumping and praising God. Are there things in our life that stop us from walking and leaping and praising God? Whatever it may be that's, that's holding us in that place of being crippled, whether it's fears, whether it is anger, bitterness, hurts from our past, addictions, addictions to computers, alcohol, there's so many different things. In each one of us, jealousy, living for the expectations of others, running around in our busyness that we don't find ourselves, we want to be in that place of praising God, but we just don't find ourselves there. I mean, guilt, often see that in people where they've asked forgiveness, but they just can't receive Jesus' forgiveness. Those words of Romans 8.1, there's no condemnation for those, and they stay in that place of being crippled. One thing that became apparent I don't know if you, uh, is everyone getting those um, Church Alive little bulletins every day? Some, I think, are going into junk mail. So if you're not getting them, they're probably going into your junk mail. Um, but on Monday, God really put on my heart a thankful heart. I want to worship the whole day. And you know, I just want to be thankful in everything. I made it to about lunchtime. And I don't know, it was about 2 o'clock. I suddenly thought, I wasn't thanking God. I wasn't living in that place. And I think these days, a critical and complaining heart is just the norm. It's just easy, because of our busy world, to be in that place. But Psalm 100 says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. And we get to that place by that thanksgiving. And the critical hearts can hold us in that crippled place so often. It's a good test. You know, is, are we in that place of leaping and jumping and praising God each day? And if we're not, is there something? Is there some way that God wants to free us? Jesus said he came for the, for the sick. He came for those who were crippled, not for those who were, who were well. Other thing, I, d I didn't see myself as a beggar in need. You know, it's, it's much nicer to be giving to someone than to be asking for help. 
I don't know if any of you find that. Uh, Les gave that message in Church Alive on Thursday about being self-made, the self-made man or woman. And, and how there's that longing, God longs for us to ask of him. In our gospel reading, it says, how, um, how much more does your heavenly Father long to give good gifts to those who ask him? There's an asking. Scripture, Jesus, God makes it clear, he wants us to ask him for help to be like that beggar. <coughs> so in this passage, we see um, Peter, he's called to live by faith, but we see that the lame man, he's called to live in freedom. And that message is for each one of us, a freedom that brings us to that place of walking and leaping and, and praising God. So I just want to give some simple messages, looking at this lame man. What can we learn from this lame man for us that we can be in that place of, of praising God? And, and the first thing that I see is that he was asking. He was asking. I said just now, you know, Scripture tells us it's good to ask. God gives good gifts to those who ask. John Wesley, he said, um, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. We somehow assume, I think it's a bit like husbands assume their wives know what they're thinking about. Sometimes we assume, and God does know everything, but um, my husband, of course not. He knows everything perfectly, and I know it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we sometimes just assume, and, and we, we forget to ask. And yes, God loves us. God knows exactly where we are, but he takes delight in us, in us asking him. <coughs> um, that, that picture of the, the widow, um, Jesus gave that parable. And it says, Will not God answer his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? That picture of crying out. Um, the beggar, he was asking expectantly. He was holding out, holding out his hands. He, he was keen. He was really keen. Sometimes they see Christians praying, and I, I think they might have a go into shock if God actually answered their prayer because they're, they're praying, but it doesn't sound like they really believe that God's going to answer. And I think that's a good example for us. Um, the next thing I see is that he asked for the wrong thing. He, he was asking for money, and he didn't get what he asked for, but he got so, more, so much more. He asked for arms, and he got legs, as they say. Um, but the first thing, yeah, he got two things. The first thing is he got legs. He got to walk and leap. I mean, that must be an amazing thing. But the second thing, which I hadn't noticed before, is he got to go in the temple. I don't know if you picked that up, because his whole life, it says, he'd been on the steps. It says in verse 2, Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day from those begging, from, to beg from those going into the temple courts. So every day for over 40 years, he'd been on those temple steps. He was carried there. He never went inside. What happened when he was healed? In verse 8, it says, let's find it. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts. And what an amazing picture that is, because as, as we healed spiritually, we're into the temple courts. That's Psalm 100. I come back to it. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. So not only did he enter the courts, the temple, physically, but he entered the temple spiritually. In his heart, he was freed from those things that were holding him. If we look back at that healing, there were two things that he had to do. The first thing is he had to look up. 
They said, look at me. Look at us. And they said, in the name of Jesus. They pointed him to Jesus. It's so important when we're looking at ourselves. So often I've failed in this. These things are wrong. We look at ourselves. But the important thing is to look to Jesus. And the second thing is he had faith to get, a, get to his feet. It says in that passage that they helped him up, but they didn't do it all for him. He had to get to his feet, but he wasn't healed yet. It's as he got to his feet. It says instantly he was healed and his feet became strong. He had to actually stand up before he was healed. And that's a picture to us. that Often we have to take that first move and then God does the rest for us. He still didn't get what he was looking for. He was looking for money. You know, it's a wonderful picture. It doesn't tell us how he survived after that because he got to his feet. But now it was pretty uncomfortable because now he had to go out and earn a living. You know, sometimes healing is uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't want it because it takes us out of our circle of comfort. I spoke of, you know, with evangelism, we go into the zone of the unknown. I think God does that in so many other ways. With healing, we go into the zone of the unknown because we're called to be someone else. He was called. He was no longer that, that man sitting on the, on the temple steps. He was standing. And it was really important. We see him in that passage. He, he continued. You know, he didn't go and pretend he was still lame so he could get money. In verse uh, 11, says, while, so they're going to the temple courts, and it says, while the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and kept running. He was holding on to them. He wasn't going to let them go, and he was standing there. A little bit later, in verse um, 16, they're saying, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see now was made strong. He's not disappearing. He's there. And the next day, when Peter's before the Sanhedrin, and they're grilling him, it says in, in verse 14, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing with, there with them, there was nothing they could say. He was going nowhere. He was going to be standing in this new healing that he had. And he was firm in his faith. And, and that's an example to us because we can be healed of bitterness we have towards someone. But then we can find ourselves in that place like the, the lame man. We can be sitting on those temple courts again, temple steps again and we're not living in that place of healing and I just want to contrast it with the Pharisees because they were an example of being lame spiritually if we look in chapter 4 verse 16 and 17 they've grilled Peter and John and now they're sending them out but it says um, what are we going to do with these men they asked everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle and we cannot deny it but to stop this from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. They were protecting their current position. They wanted the status quo. They were like saying, oh, no, we want to stay on those steps as the lame person. We, we want to be in that place, that comfortable place. We don't want healing. We don't want to see there's any more. We're coming to God with our shopping list. This is what's on our shopping list. If God doesn't, wants to give us something that's not on our shopping list, we don't want it. We just want what we want for ourselves. And they weren't prepared to see that God had something so much better for them. 
They were sitting complaining instead of walking and leaping and praising God and entering his court. So spiritually, they weren't. They were sitting outside the courts, even though physically they were inside the courts. And how different that layman was, standing to his feet, praising God. <coughs> what, about, what about you? Do you see yourself coming before God, saying, I'm okay, I haven't got anything that's wrong. There's, there's nothing in me um, that needs healing. I, I've got my shopping list. God must just do what's, what's on my list. Don't do anything out of the ordinary. Don't stir up my life. Um, yeah, sitting and complaining. Oh, this, is, this is the way I want things and they're not going quite right. Or are we like that lame man? And I love that picture. That we know we've got a need. And, and we're asking. We're asking and we know that God knows better than ourselves what the best thing is for us. And we know that he's going to give it. We don't know how he's going to give it to us. We don't know when, but we know that God longs to give it to us. And we want to live in that place of, of walking and leaping and praising God. One thing I just want to end off with, I hadn't mentioned, you know, Peter extended his hand out to help the lame man up. And often we, we, we're in that place when we're struggling with things, we think there are things we've done wrong, things that are holding us back. We think that God's, we've somehow got to get it right. And then, then we can reach out to God. But we don't realize he's holding his hand out. We think we've got to somehow persuade God. Yet not realizing that his willingness is there all the time. His willingness to bring us, us healing. God extend, extends his hand out to each one of us. Often he uses other people as that hand to bring healing to us. But sometimes he's just reaching into our, into our hearts by his Holy Spirit. And wanting to bring that healing to us. And yeah, the question I'd ask, will, will you lay ha hold of God's willingness in your hearts today? To be free from whatever holds. There'll be different things for different people. And God takes us on a journey. He shows us one thing, and then we think we're free, and then he'll show us another. And, and it's a gradual pr process. I don't know that we're truly free until we stand before our Lord in heaven. And, and I think they're all things that... God reveals, and then he'll reveal the next and the next. But will we be like those Pharisees, or will we be like that lame man, walking and leaping and praising God? Let's pray. Just have a moment of quiet and let the Holy Spirit speak into your hearts. If there is, yeah, what things are holding you back? Maybe you're in that place of walking and leaping and praising God, and that's awesome. And God would just encourage you to stay in that place. But maybe you're in that place and you recognize where you haven't been walking and leaping and you see things that have gotten in the way. You know, a bit like the Pharisees with holding back in certain ways. And, and God is just longing with his hand extended to bring healing, to bring that freedom in you. Maybe ask, just as the, you know, the lame man, he had to stand to his feet and, and God brought healing. Uh, he didn't care what others around him thought. His eyes were focused on, on Jesus. And yeah, this morning I want to give that invitation. If there, there's some of you that, maybe it's many, maybe it's everyone, who recognizes 
that thing in them that God would move them and would shake them and would heal them and that they'd stand to their, their feet and say, Lord, bring your healing. So if you want to do that now, then I welcome you to do it.